0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of ECDHR in conversation. My name is Dervila and together with my colleague Kathleen, we will be co-hosting today's episode, the first episode of season three of our podcast entitled. What is the way forward towards ending torture in the GCC countries? In this season, we will be tackling the future of advocacy against torture. Today, we welcome our guest, Mr Ali Mishema. Good afternoon, Ali, and thank you so much for joining us today. We are very grateful to have you here with us. For those who may not be aware of you and your work, Mr Mishema is a Bahraini activist based in London who advocates for human rights and democracy in Bahrain, particularly for the release of his father, opposition leader Hassan Mishema, who has been detained for 10 years following his involvement in the Arab Spring demonstrations in Bahrain. As part of this advocacy, he has gone on hunger strike both in 2018 and in 2021. And in 2021, he ended this hunger strike after 23 days on December 17th. Mr. Mishema has continued to advocate for the release of his father and for the movement towards democracy and respect for human rights in Bahrain. We're very much interested in hearing more about your activism, Ali, as well as some information on the current circumstances of your father's situation.
1: Dear audience, you will hear that the sound quality on this podcast is sometimes not perfect because of an issue arising on Ali Moshayma's side. We apologize for that and we still hope that you will enjoy this podcast.
0: To begin, based on your knowledge and experience in this area, what is the methodology of torture used in Bahrain? Uh, Good
2: good afternoon, Debrella and uh, Catherine. Thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to participate in this important event. Uh, Actually, the report and the statements of international human rights organizations have countless references to torture in Bahrain, which included children, women, and the elderly, and were not restricted to one category. In this modern era, uh, Bahrain took the lead in its use of brutal torture to the point of death or leaving the victims with permanent impairment and injury. It is not it is no longer acceptable to believe that torture and violations are individual acts, because there is abandoned evidence and witnesses that these are systematic policies of the regime. The regime's uh, malicious methods along with physical torture is a slow death by placing prisoners in poor health conditions, dying them treatment neglecting their health conditions, causing them serious injuries, and letting them die slowly from disease to get rid of them. Besides, here is uh, some examples. Besides Ali Sakur, Karim Fakhraoui, Hassan Jassim, Zakaria Al-Ashiri, and others who died under cross uh, physical torture in prison, there are many political prisoners who died in prison as a result of Medical negligence, such as my cousin Muhammad Mushabeer, who died as a result of complications of his illness and poor conditions during his imprisonment. The martyr Muhammad Sahwan had birdshot fragments in his head and remained untreated for years. And the martyr Hussein Barakat was bleeding to be saved from coronavirus complications, while the prison did not care for his conditions other prisoners died shortly after their release when they uh, reached a point where they were unable to get treatment anymore. Like said, Qadhum sahlawi who was a handsome young man in full health. He left prison blind and with a brain tumor and he eventually died. There is also martyr Ali Kambar who had a lung cancer and was left untreated for more than Uh, a year and a half. He was released after the cancer had spread all over his body. His torture continued through his prevention from receiving medication from King Hamad Hospital in Bahrain. About two months ago, the young Ahmed Jabbar was released wearing an iron brace on his head due to the severity of his pulmonary tuberculosis while he was pleading for treatment inside the prison, and now he has entered a difficult treatment journey. Ahmed Jabur would inform us about the prisoners' difficult situations when they would need urgent and direct action to save them. A while later, prisoner uh, Hassan Bhutti expressed that he was being slowly killed. He also had tuberculosis as a result of neglect. Despite his poor conditions, and infectious disease, he was placed with healthy prisoners. When the prisoners demanded his treatment, they were ridiculed by a police, a policeman who sarcastically said, let him die. Along with Dr. Abid-Jarrius who is dying on his continued strike, protesting against ill treatment and the confiscation of his research, or my father, Hassan shami who has been isolated for almost a year uh, in a health center without tra- treatment. I can talk, you, uh, talk to you for hours about cases that confirm that physical torture or torture through denial of treatment and ill treatment are systematic policies against opposition in Bahrain.
0: And what motivates the Bahraini authorities to commit this torture?
2: The details of the countless cases revealed that motives for torture are plenty. But most importantly, there are two points. The first is revenge, because the nature of the Khalifa regimes is aggressive and retaliatory. This is seen in many cases in which reaction or reprisal are violent tools aimed not at deterrence, but at retaliation. The second goal, as is evident, is to break the will of prisoners and critics, force them uh, into silence and prevent prevent others from thinking about opposition and expressing their opinion, and push them into obeying the regime.
1: In the same line as the motives behind torture, who are the perpetrators of this atrocious crime?
2: Looking into those responsible for the widespread torture in Bahrain, some claim that torture in Bahrain is a crime committed by a group of officers or mercenaries. But the fact is that the crime of torture was perpetrated and ordered by rulers. Nasser bin Hamad, the king's son, known as the Prince of Torture, personally began to torture prominent prisoners and others. It is here that the brutality of the regime characterized by aggression and revenge is apparent. Besides Nasser, there are a number of high ranking uh, Al-Khalifa officers who have also been involved in direct torture, such as Khalifa bin, bin Ahmed and others. Therefore, Khalifa rulers are personally involved in this systematic torture, which is used in Bahrain Against the opposition, motivated by revenge and breaking the opposition's will, Uh, these facts are not just disclosed by me for the first time, but rather they are well known by the people of Bahrain and are known in detail by Western governments, especially the British and American governments, which cover up the criminals and help them evade their crimes. The most important evidence is that the the Prince of Torture, Nasser bin Hamad, is well received in Britain, despite complaint from a number of organisations and the existence of uh, an official registered uh, police complaint about uh, his involvement in torture. The British government also funds the trainings of oversight bodies, uh, bodies in Bahrain with the primary task of whitewashing violations and covering up crimes.
1: As this episode is coming to an end, we have one last question for you, Ali. Given that there are, as you said, also Western actors involved with torture in Bahrain, though indirectly, how do you think we can stop torture in the country and support the victims?
2: Well, torture in Bahrain and elsewhere want to stop unless these crimes are exposed the international public opinion is made aware of them, those involved in torture are persecuted when visiting any of the war's capitals. And the allied governments of Al Khalifa regime pressure it to stop the policy of protecting and covering up criminals in order to give hope to victims by demonstrating support. This is what this event Uh, and other activities too. But more worse, of course, is definitely required.
1: Thanks a lot for sharing your insights with us, Ali, and for participating in this conversation that focused on torture in Bahrain and how torture in this country could potentially come to an end. We hope that we were able to enlighten you, our audience, with this episode, in which we've had the honor to have Ali Mushaima, a Bahraini human rights activist, as our guest speaker. The next episode that will air will have Brian Dooley, who's currently a senior advisor at Human Rights First, and will be sharing his views on what ways to end torture in the GCC. So stay tuned for the new episode.